I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Hey Cash, guess what the day is? It's game day. What what? Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the hardened human, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Woo! Well, the Mavericks are winners of four straight. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. KP's back. Yeah. And now we have a massive game, massive game tonight on ESPN. So if some of you have been missing out, on uh on games that have not been on national television shout out to scott who is uh uh yeah who's been missing out because of all this tv crap that's going on (laughs) but this game's on espn so everybody can watch it against the milwaukee bucks this will be a massive game uh for both teams but for the mavericks i think it'll be a, a a good uh measuring stick game Yeah, absolutely. So on today's show, Isaac and I are going to break down the James Harden trade and what it means for the Mavericks, what it means for, you know, other teams in the Western Conference. Is P.J. Tucker potentially available? What does a trade like that look like? There's all kinds of angles for this. Victor Oladipo was also involved in the trade. Does he stay in Houston? Does that take him off the board for the Dallas Mavericks in the free agency in free agency of 2021? Yeah, we're in 2021. Free agency will be in 2021, right? All the timeline has been screwed up now for me. So we'll get into all that. We'll talk about all that. Uh, yeah, huge game against the Bucks. We will have a post game. So if you guys are listening, please subscribe. And uh, you can subscribe anywhere, by the way. If you're listening on Apple, you want to listen on Spotify, you can do that. Google Play, all that kind of stuff. Subscribe. We will do a podcast after every single post game. So check with us. The number one Dallas Mavericks podcast. We don't say that enough on the podcast, but we are very proud. We have built this community. The Raccoon Squad is what we call them. So it's a long way to try and explain that name, but we're number one. And we're very proud of that. So, uh, yeah, we have been covering the Dallas Mavericks for the last five years, six years almost. Yeah. Yeah. Six years for you. Coming up on a thousand episodes. Coming up Crazy. on a thousand episodes, our fourth year. So, all right, little brag on ourselves, but let's get into this trade. So, all we actually kind- get paid to do this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> profitable. This is a profitable endeavor. <laughs> For sure. I don't think my wife would allow me to do this for the past four years. We didn't make money off of it. (laughs) I'm laughing. Anyway, let's... Yeah. Anyway. All right. The trade. (laughs) Crazy stuff. So James Harden goes to the Nets. The Pacers get Karis LeVert and a second rounder. The Cavs get Jared Allen and Torian Prince out of nowhere. Just coming off the top rope, getting Jared Allen. And then the Rockets get Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rodion's Kuruks, Three Brooklyn first rounders, a Milwaukee first rounder via Cleveland, and then four Brooklyn first round pick swaps. Uh, which I've heard a lot of national shows mention that that first pick swap is kind of hilarious because there's no way that Brooklyn is going to be worse than the Rockets this year, right? No. no so that one doesn't even I mean, mean, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, even in three years, probably. I mean, I, th- I think, you know, we can go ahead and get into this, you know, the I guess the trade part of this, but. You know, one of the underlying things of of everything was Durant's contract, and I'd say Durant more than Kyrie. But you know, it he has another guaranteed year after this, and then he has a player option. And 
you know, we don't know. I don't even want to go into all the Kyrie stuff, but like we don't know everything about Kyrie's situation. But let's just say he's not in the picture. What, no matter what happens uh, over the next like couple of years, then Durant, you're looking at Durant. So this secures Durant, a friend of his, another top ten player in the league. Wherever you want to put Harden right now, even after he's been to Luby's. It's that, he's been that's a top fifty player. I'm gonna say th- this year. I mean, he is. I was looking, and he only averaged. He's only averaging twenty four points a game, and I don't know if he's giving you much else. He's definitely not giving you anything huh. on defense. So only twenty four. But but no, I, mean, I, I mean, think that's this, his whole thing this, is scoring. Yeah, yeah I, so. I think this locks them together <laughs> at least Harden and, and KD for you know a long time at, in, in Brooklyn. So, but yeah, going back to those pick De- swaps. I mean, I don't I don't know if they'll ever swap those. Define a long time. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I think at least three to five years. I mean, you got th- you got the rest of this year. Next year, guaranteed. Yeah. They both have player. All three of them: Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and James Harden have a player option for twenty twenty two, twenty three. I'm gonna go out there on a, on a limb and say that those guys will not be all together. All three of them by that third year. No, no, no. I'm just saying KD and Harden. I'm not talking anything about Okay, Kyrie. I'm going to go out on a limb. If Kyrie's that, gone by this trade deadline, I'm not shocked. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie's gone by the end of this sentence. <laughs> if, <laughs> if he goes somewhere else. But Kevin Durant and Harden, player option at the end of – or player option for the 2022-23 season, they're not going to both be together. I'm going out on a limb. Oh, I think they will. Yeah, I think they will. No. I think Harden's going to get to Brooklyn. I think he's going to get in shape. I think he is going to stand by and that he does want to win and everything, you know, he's going to have an alpha with him. And I think we've had this conversation about, you know, Giannis and whatever. It's like, who's alphas and who's not. And is, is James Harden uh, a Robin? I don't know. We'll figure that out. But I, I'm not, I'm not worrying about if I was a Nets fan, I would not worry about Harden and Katie's chemistry or on-court fit i, I don't know the the Kyrie angle to this all is one of the bigger questions so if you're brooklyn right now i don't think they trade him i think at least the rest of this year is three them three together probably but we never know with Kyrie. but if you're brooklyn right now do you at least entertain the idea of Kyrie for two ro- solid good rotation pieces slash three players to help shore up the, you know, the loss of like Lavert and Allen and Dinwiddie for the whole year. People forget that Dinwiddie was lost for the whole year too. So it's basically like he was in this, you know, trade in a way of like, you're not going to have him. So, you know, they're kind of shallow now as far as like rotation wise. Would you consider it? Because I actually have a few teams that I would be calling right now if I was Brooklyn and saying, all right, what, what players would you put in the deal for Kyrie? Interesting. So my thought on this is, why didn't they just put Kyrie in the deal for James Harden? Because I don't, I don't think, yeah, I, you know what I mean. I don't like, think why, why did they yet? Just, why did they just find one of those other teams to send him to in, instead? But yeah, yeah. If if he was able to be traded, I'm I'm just not sure. Man, do, do people want Kyrie right now? Injury prone plus this whatever this is right now. I'm not, I'm not gonna like dump on Kyrie right now, but. Where is he? What's he doing? We just Do we don't know. know. Does, like, yeah, does coach we... know? Does does GM know? Like, maybe he's taking a mental break. Totally okay with that. But did he tell anybody? <laughs> that's that's what I'm worried about. And I don't know if teams yeah. are going to be so interested in trading that. If if I was the Nets, I would. I would much rather have 
Durant and Harden plus a couple other guys instead of these three guys and trying to figure out what I'm going to do on defense. The rest of their team is Joe Harris, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, who's hurt, so that doesn't count. So just Joe Harris, DeAndre Jordan, Landry Shamit, Luau Cabrillo, Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, and like Nick Claxton, Chris Chioza, I guess. But like, I mean, that's the Call rest of their JJ team. Call up JJ Barea. They might as well. They should. <laughs> who's their backup point guard right now? <laughs> They should call. Uh, okay, if, if you're Brooklyn, let me throw a few teams at you. If, if Brooklyn called New Orleans and said, hey, David Griffin, you've had Kyrie before. And if New Orleans is like, hey, like Kyrie, Brandon Ingram, Zion, Steven Adams, and if they say, hey, we'll give you Lonzo, we'll give you J.J. Redick. Why would they want know, Steven so, Adams? I don't know. No, I'm not saying. What, are you I'm talking say, about Brooklyn? I'm, I'm say- no, I'm saying Brooklyn should want Steven Adams. Oh, okay. I mean, they already have another kind of unplayable big man, but D- Steven I'm just Adams kidding. Is, is more playable. Steven than, Adams is yes, than DJ. for sure. Than DJ, but no, I mean Steven would, Adams also would played that with Durant and Harden. For That's that, true. That That's OKC true. connection too. I'm into this. Um. Well, no, he didn't play. He didn't play with Harden. He was in the Harden deal. But the oh, good call, good call with Durant at least. But no. But the but like would would New Orleans entertain Alonso, JJ Redick, Jackson Hayes for Kyrie? Ooh, the JJ Redick piece. I'm into that. Jackson Hayes. I, I, I would I, don't know. I would do that right now if I was Brooklyn. And if you're New Orleans, now you have Kyrie and Zion and Ingram, and that's scary. But like another team, like would the Knicks swing for it and say, Hey, we'll take Kyrie and we'll give you a couple of our guys. Would Miami do it? It, you know, if if Brooklyn's main focus would be we want two to three rotation guys that can fit around our our players and you know we know we can trust to fit with our guys. You know, would Miami do that? I'm, would I'm gonna go out on a limb, another limb and say that Kyrie is not a Miami player. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, coming up next, Ooh. would Dallas do it? <laughs> we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, Bet Online. Bet Online is your one stop shop to go to put some odds on. Did you notice? I posted this on Locked On NBA at Locked On NBA Pods, which you guys should all be following. Go follow that. Um, Bet Online took off the James Harden odds or the uh, James Harden trade odds like an hour before the trade happened. They, they know something over there. They got some. They got some kind of info. They know some stuff. All kinds of stuff, betting and wagers that you can go and take a look at. They have NFL games for this weekend. Isaac, your Ravens, still two-and-a-half-point underdog to the mm. Bills. We have the Chiefs, 10-point favorite over the Browns right now. I'm looking at that one. I feel like the Chiefs could really, could really cover that. I think the Chiefs could really cover that 10-point spread, especially I haven't really been up-to-date with everything going going on with the Browns. Was their coach going to be there? Is there... I think so. If their coach is going to be there, are, are they better off? Are the, are the Browns better <laughs> off? They won their playoff game and their coach wasn't there. They have all these guys that were out for COVID. So check up on that. Go check out betonline.ag. Sign up for a free account and use that promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. Again, they have NFL games of the week, college football, which is over, I guess, now at this point. But college basketball, they'll have NBA lines every single night. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. 
2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. And if you're betting this year and you want more wins, listen to Lockdown Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Lockdown Bets wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac, let's get into some more of this trade. So James Harden goes to the Brooklyn Nets. You have him, Durant, Kyrie. Kyrie. I love how you just, you just killed my tease. Kyrie all... Hold your horses. Hold your hold, hold your Dallas Mavericks. Kyrie is the is the Bosch, right? Like he's all of a, he's all of a sudden the Bosch. Yeah. He's the Kevin Love now, which is just kind of funny that he, yeah. he was the second guy. He seems to be the odd man out. If you're the Nets, I think I would want to trade him for a couple of solid pieces. And so you threw out a couple of teams. You threw out Miami as well, as a potential team. The Pelicans was a real interesting one. And then you threw out the Mavericks, which just blew my mind. So what would the Mavericks give the, the Nets and why would they do that? No, no, no. I'm not. No, no, don't, don't you dare set that up. They're like, why would they do that? Uh, I'm not saying they, <laughs> they would. I'm just saying if you're looking across the league and you're Brooklyn and you're saying, all right, what are some teams out there that, you know, outside of the Knicks, like I could see the Knicks trying to do it because, hey, we want to keep Kyrie in New York. And it's like, we just want to get it. Whoever potentially does trade for Kyrie, if they do that, it's going to be a team who wants to win now. And that's why I said, you know, Miami, New Orleans, New Orleans makes the most fit for me. But see, you know, I if they looked around. I disagree with that. I think a team that trades for Kyrie is a team that like wants to make a splash, right? Like wants to get something going, right? Like a Hornets team before they got Gordon Hayward. That would be a team, like a Knicks team mm. that wants to, you know, get a star, get one star. You know, it's like a team that it's. Not, I don't know if it's going to be a team that. You want to win because I don't know if you can count on Kyrie, both injury wise and based on, you know, some of the things that he's been doing the last couple of years. So I think it would be a team like that. Maybe that maybe the Cavs, like do the Cavs think that they can be a team that could, you know, that could win. Maybe they bring him back. Right. Maybe they do that. I don't know. Detroit. Uh, but but no, I just I jokingly threw out Dallas because you know, we do have a lot of rotation pieces. We do have, you know, everything we've been talking about as far as being linked to an Oladipo trade or Brad Beal that everyone wants to throw out there would be a perfect fit, but we don't have enough to go get probably. And so like naturally I've everyone wants to go get. It's not everybody. I mean, we would all like Bradley Beal. Some of us understand how trades work. <laughs> but like Kyrie but like Kyrie, you know, I no, I don't see Dallas doing that (laughs) (laughs) you said i ruined the tease you ruined the tease by not giving them anything okay well let's just be on it let's put the tinfoil hat on and say why should why should dallas do it they should do it because that would be another secondary playmaker that would be another creator on offense that would be you know another you know what would a big three of Kyrie, luca and you know kp look like uh why they shouldn't do it let's pull out the cvs receipt but that's it (laughs) You know, that would be the thing of like, oh, there's the third star. That's the out of nowhere. And if you're Brooklyn, you know, I, I just don't. Yeah. For Brooklyn, you look at it and say, what pieces do the Mavericks have that would fit? You know, Tim Hardaway would fit on any team. Maxi would fit on any team. I think a portion of Mavs fan base would uh, riot if uh, <laughs> if Dallas gave up some of those guys for Kyrie. And, and I just want to like, we just don't know what's going on with Kyrie right now. There's a lot of speculation Nobody knows because he hasn't told anybody. So that's a, 
but anyway, I just wanted to have fun with it, and I haven't seen anybody tweet at me yet about it, so I'm I'm actually impressed that no one's trying to start the uh, Kyrie Dallas thing. I think fans are all of a sudden okay with what this team looks like, right? I mean, they're shorthanded, they're winning some of these games. The Mavericks are they're a team that you know is, is doing some stuff, so and they look pretty good playing well. They're playing well together, and I think people believe in Luca. I think people believe that Luca can can you know actually yeah they should lead this team and get some stuff done in the playoffs. They're not clamoring for this third star i think the Giannis thing threw everybody off too like oh he's gone now all of a sudden it's you know we're not gonna yeah. have a third guy I do, I do still i do want to say this i do i do think that dallas still will be proactive over the next like six to ten months on finding another piece and you know whether that is a bigger name whether it's you know a name around the edges i don't know i do think they will still be proactive with that and this can kind of lead into victor oladipo but you know, I've seen some people just totally dismiss, and we said this yesterday that okay, Oladipo's going to Houston, and now he's off the market. Dallas won't trade, can't get him in a trade. They can't get him in free agency, and I just don't think that's true at all. I don't think, you know, a big portion of this is Oladipo will want to stay in Houston. Like, do, do we know that? Do we know if he wants to stay <laughs> right now? Like, that's the you know, if if he hits free agency, he's not a restricted free agent. So when he hits free agency. Houston's going to have to have him convinced to stay there. It's not like they're going to be able to outbid people or like match people on this contract. So that's not a, and you're not at this moment, you can't convince me Houston's going to have just this overwhelming situation that will just convince him over anybody. I mean, you read anything about Oladipo, Miami has been in his eyes for a long time. So right now, if Miami and Houston are offering the same contract, you're going to tell me that Oladipo is just off the table for Miami because Houston traded for him? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, to stay with and play with who? John Wall, who is he going to? Anthony Davis or Christian Wood, my man. Same person. <laughs> it, I mean, that's the, you know, yeah, I just, I he's not off the board. I don't even think it takes him off the board as far as a trade candidate come the deadline. I mean, what yeah, if, right. I know Houston had a big, you know, had a big win last night. That was cool for them after everything that's happened, but what if Houston just like goes down and they're just not in the playoff picture at all? Well, their big win was against the Spurs, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I say big win because all the emotional stuff. I mean that how, that was really emotional for that whole roster for and team sure. and everything. So James Harden was like, very rude to all those players. <laughs> but what if Houston's just not in a playoff picture come the trade deadline? You know, they're it's not in a playoff the first now. Well, the first of March. <laughs> well, if they get Oladipo, I mean, there is a world that they're challenging for. You know, at least a play-in spot in that tournament, they can or a play-in, hundred percent. Yeah, they could challenge. I could see an Oladipo, Christian Wood. Wow. You know, I believe in in Steven Silas too. Like, give him like now he doesn't have to deal with drama crap. So let him actually coach a team who wants to be together. And so yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I put don't you think- on locked on rap on locked on Rockets now. It's all this optimism. <laughs> no. I thought I was the one that had stock in the Rockets. Uh, Tillman, are we sure he wants to pay Oladipo? Yeah. Like that's the, that's another thing too. If they suck and they go down the cellar, then that means Oladipo probably wasn't the best. And then is Tillman ready to pay Oladipo a big contract at that point? I don't know. I mean, the eight picks were the the big deal for Harden. You know, Oladipo was a great, I mean, a good consolation piece of that. But if he's not on the Rockets. You know, to start the next season, I'm not shocked. No, I'm not shocked at all. I at think, all. <laughs> I think the Mavericks still definitely have a, a big chance to get him. They're going to have the space. They're going to have a team that's going to look more attractive than the Rockets for sure. Hundred, you know, hundred percent. They're going to look better than the Rockets. And so, 
You know, it's it's ever what's whatever Victor Oladipo wants, and I'm not going to assume to know what he wants. Does he want to win? Is that his number one thing? Does he want to be the number one guy? If he wants to be the number one guy, stay in Houston. Don't go to Miami. Don't go to the you know the Mavericks or another. Well, another Jay team Sean like that. Tate's there, so <laughs> Christian Wood is that is better than Kristaps Porzingis. So you know, <laughs> but even okay, just like fast forward to the trade deadline. Let's say Oladipo is on the market. You know a team that Steven Silas is very familiar with, who has players that he's very familiar with, and you know he'd be talking with the GM about it's like, all right, it, you know, there's some guys up in Dallas that I think would be great for this locker room. That I think if we're gonna lose Oladipo for nothing, let me get some of these guys that you know I've been coaching all last year in Dallas, and you know he could yeah be a part of that whole negotiating process too. So I don't think it's off the board that he's a trade target before the deadline. I don't think it's off the board that I mean when. Yeah, when the clock strikes, whatever time free agency starts, you know, this offseason, he's not a restricted guy, like we said. So anybody's going to be talking to him. So I just don't, yeah, I don't think it's a locked in that he's going to be, he's going to want, that's another thing. He's going to want to be in Houston for the, the long term. But you want to talk about P.J. Tucker? Because I love P.J. Tucker. <laughs> the other thing about Oladipo is that if the Mavericks tr- figured out a way to trade it, to trade for him, they could re-sign him and then, also re-sign Richardson, probably, right? They could figure out a way to, to do that if they had his rights. Yeah, they would have both of them, their rights for the most part. Well, uh, the Josh Richardson thing, I've read different things. If a player has a player option, he turns it down. Do the Mavericks still have his cap hold? He turns it down. Right? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, see, at, at that point, I'm not sure. So, uh, yeah, I think they, they might be able to keep both of them. Anyway, that, that's speculation. Coming up, let's get into... The uh, Dallas Mavericks. How else this affects them? Let's t- let's talk about it roster wise. As far as you know, PJ Tucker is that a possibility for the Mavericks? And then l- let's also Andre Drummond. We can talk about Andre Drummond. They brought in Jared Allen, and let's talk about Andre Drummond. We might as well. We'll bring it up. We'll talk about what it means for the standings in the Western Conference. All that coming up. Go behind the scenes of the game that you love and get all the side, all sides of the story with the Rejecting the Screen podcast each week. Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko get personal while interviewing players, coaches, media members, all the players, all the people who make up the NBA. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcast. They've had some really good interviews. They have a going ISO thing. They've done like Adam Morrison and they've interviewed a bunch of like random people that you're like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. And then you know, they talk about him and it's good stuff. All right, Isaac, let's get into the uh, other sides of this deal. This this just sends ripples throughout the league, right? The Rockets, I was a little worried about the Rockets if they had James Harden, that they could be a playoff team. Now I'm not worried about them at all. You know, like we, like we mentioned, there's a chance they could get to the play-in, but not worried about them as a team at all. There, there's a nobody believes in us vibe, though, from them. I could see that. Silas, the guys, they're like, all right, James just jacked this whole thing up. If they went on like a run or they had just had great team chemistry and they fit and Wall was healthy and Oladipo, I mean, talk, I mean, there are people who tweet at us about Oladipo and Porzingis being on the same team. I've been like, oh, oh you want a you know, doctor team and all this stuff? And I'm like, okay, well, whatever the Rockets are, <laughs> they just need like 15 doctors on yeah, that cousins team. Cousins and Wall and Oladipo and man. Yeah, but there's still a world. Like the roster's not so much trash that – it's a lock that they're not in the playoffs, but yeah, but I think it, the only way is through a, a play-in, probably for me at least. But the, yeah, the yeah, West yeah. seems, you know, it's kind of all over the place. But uh, I mean, seven to ten is play-in, so I could see that range. Yeah, 
P.J. Tucker, the other piece of this, is a player that we've been interested in for a long time, would fit really well with this roster. You mm-hmm. mentioned that there are players that Steven Silas has coached that maybe he's super into. And maybe, I mean, could you do Dwight Powell in a second-round pick for P.J. Tucker? Who says no? I I don't know who says no. Um, my heart on that would be would say Dallas would say no to that um, just because of how much they love Dwight. I I would um, say that your heart and the Mavericks need to get over that and make that trade happen. Because <laughs> PJ Tucker, okay, let's talk about PJ Tucker mm. because you know we mentioned him a lot. He is one of the best corner three shooters in the NBA, which would bring an, another knockdown shooter for the Mavericks that they really really need. A guy like that can still play credible defense. He's only signed for one more year. He he makes seven point nine million dollars, so basically eight million dollars this year. And so they need another guy like that that can defend. He can play some. He can, he's definitely going to play the four for you. Can play some five if you need to play some small ball lineups. And he's going to hit the three and knock down the three. And that's what the Mavericks really, really need. And they need that more than what they need from Dwight Powell, in my opinion. And you don't think PJ Tucker would bring all the intangibles that Dwight Powell brings? Like maybe he's not as smart. Didn't go to Stanford. Maybe he's not as professional. But he's got you know he's got no, a ton of ex- he's got. A shoe game that will rival. He's got a shoe game, and he's got experience in the league, and he's played more playoff games than Dwight Powell and and all that. So I'm not hearing the intangibles argument in this one. I love P.J. Tucker. You know, he's uh, 35, 36. He's shooting 52% from three this season on almost three threes a game. Uh, You know, it would basically be another version of James Johnson. I was going to say, can you imagine a James Johnson, P.J. Tucker front line, just those two guys? James Johnson's definitely more of the playmaker, can handle the ball uh, much better than Tucker. But, you know, Tucker's just been in these big games. and Much just better to than have Tucker an, at, at handling the ball and passing. But PJ, yeah, PJ's a better shooter. That's what I'm saying. Probably a better defender at this point still. But, like, you just, you, it, there's not a redundant type thing. You're like, no, oh, we got no, James Johnson. No. We're not going to get Tucker. No, no, no. You need all the bodies you can. You can never have enough guys. 6'6", six, <laughs> six, the 6'9 six, on your team. We say Is he 6'6"? Six, six? Are we sure he's 6'6"? Six, six? <laughs> I don't know. It could be 6'5". But... <laughs> No, to, but to add him, I mean, just talking about the Dwight piece, if Willie's already kind of taken over that spot and then we have Maxi and KP and Boban, you know, to switch that out for another guy, to add P.J. Tucker to P.J. Tucker, um, James Johnson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Josh Richardson, you know, you would basically, you know, P.J. Tucker would be over Wesley Wandu at that point. And that would be it's it's even it's more than PJ Tucker over Dwight. It would be because Dwight's kind of falling out of the rotation right now. But it would basically be PJ Tucker over Iwandu, and that's a big upgrade. Huge, huge upgrade. And so that you know, yeah, they that would be massive for the Mavericks. I think they should definitely do that. Would you do if they didn't want a second round pick? If they wanted like a player, would you do Tyrell Terry and Dwight Powell? Um. The other thing, the other part about this is you're you're only getting one year of PJ Tucker. Now maybe you can re-sign him. He's been upset about his contract, so he kind of wants some money. So I'm not sure if the Mavericks would be super into giving him a longer term deal, especially what is he, 35, 36? So Yeah. I mean, I think the Mavericks would look at that. And we just don't know how Rick and them feel about Tyrell Terry. I mean, right now he's just not seeing the floor at all. He's not going to see the floor over Burke and Brunson. And the team wants to win a championship now and are going to be in this mode for the next how many ever years. So yeah, if you just take Tyrell Terry's name out of it and say, 
you know, this past second round pick and, you know, whoever for PJ Tucker, a guy that's going to help you win a championship now, then yeah, I, I think the Mavericks would, you know, or would at least consider that. So what about Josh Green? <laughs> hey, people love Josh Green. He's a, he's, yeah, the analytics love Josh Green. Uh, he's a hustler. And yeah, he had a great game the other night. <laughs> You're saying no. You're saying no to that. I would probably say, I would honestly probably say no to that too. Uh, especially since he was just a first round pick. I, I'm not giving a first round pickup for PJ Tucker, but yeah, they could do, I, I would do a second or two seconds in Dwight Powell for PJ Tucker. Easy. Boom. Get it done. Yeah. I don't think the Mavericks would give up. Cause I think if you're giving up a first for PJ, you're, you're wanting him to start. And yeah, I, you know, yeah. I mean, if you think he's going to start with KP and, is there an angle? There's a world though. Is there an angle of this though that you'd have to give up a little bit to get off of Dwight's contract? He's signed through the rest of this year, eleven million, eleven million next year, and then eleven million the year after that. Possibly. It's I don't not, know what other teams are, you know, looking at it. I don't him. think the Rockets are super worried about the cap, right? <laughs> They're not signing anybody. Probably not. And they opened up some cap with this trade. Um, Eric Gordon. I don't even know if I want to get into that too much, but. I've seen his name, you know, floated around. He is another shooter. He has some money on the books, kind of like Dwight. 16, well, you know. more than Dwight. 16.8 million this year, 18.2 million the year after that, 19.5 million the year after that. So you're cutting into this summer's cap if you're going to do that and you're not going to give enough yeah. back for him. You could give back Dwight for him. And then the other guys, I don't think you could make up enough money that it would equal out. So the Mavericks wouldn't have a max contract this summer if they got Eric Gordon instead. Yeah. Um, real quick, Andre Drummond. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just want Troy Weaver in Detroit. How jealous was he when Cleveland traded for another center? And now they have like all these centers on the roster. And he's like, this is what I wanted. This was my this lane. <laughs> this was what I did. Uh, okay, Andre Drummond, talent-wise, yes. He's he's an upgrade over Willie Collistein. He's an upgrade over... Thank you. It's it's Drummond versus Willie. That's the conversation you're having. Yeah. Uh, Drummond makes $28.7 million, So to make that <laughs> trade work, the Mavericks would have to send out like probably Hardaway, probably James Johnson. You could do like, you could do James Johnson and Dwight Powell. Yeah, that's probably what it would for be. For Drummond and, you know, some, you know, something else, I guess maybe you'd have to like throw two seconds else. or something. Yeah. When you say it like that, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just don't J Andre Drummond, eighth highest usage rate in the league right now. Uh he is, like a lot of you like to throw out there though, you know, he is an incredible rebounder and he's averaging 18 points, 15 rebounds. It's just, you know, the role that you would want him to play is the role that Willie's playing right now. You would not he would not have the ball in his hands. You would not give him the ball and say, do something with it. Your literally only role is to rebound the basketball and to catch a lob and to set a pick. And can you convince me at this moment that Andre Drummond's ready to just do that? Because I think Rick, even though he has no hair, would pull out any hair that he has on his Nose legs hair. or arms, arms or anything. <laughs> the moment Andre Drummond drives or tries to shoot a corner three or whatever it is. He would take and, him out. He would, he would call timeout and take him out of the game. Andre Drummond at... 28 million compared to Willie Cauley Stein at 2 million. Four. Give me Willie Cauley Stein or 4 million. 
I, Willie Collie Stein at ten million. Give me Willie Collie Stein. Yeah, the up. So and then if you made that trade, so you have you Johnson and Powell, then all of a sudden your your line, you know, your your big man is all of a sudden Drummond, Collie Stein, Boban. Uh, you have Maxi, and then Porzingis. Like man, you just all of a sudden have so many bigs, and not a lot of them can play together. I guess you could play Porzingis and some of those bigs together, but can't play Willie Collie Stein, Drummond, or Boban together at all. You can play. One I mean, Drummond wouldn't be on the court for your best lineup. So no, probably not. Is he okay with that? Is like, I don't know. Can you replace what James Johnson brings to this lineup? Are you replacing the, the defense, the playmaking that, you know, that four, that four guy Mavericks all of a sudden would, would need another four guy. Can, can Dorian and Maxi fill all those minutes is, is Porzingis. I guess he would fill a lot of those minutes too, but then the best lineup is still Porzingis at the five. So Drummond yeah. wouldn't be in that best lineup, which I guess neither would James Johnson or Dwight Powell. So what are you really giving up? It's if Drummond is okay with that role, but we're just not convinced that he is. I'm less convinced than even like a Zach Levine conversation <laughs> that Drummond would be okay with that role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also yeah. in a contract year, Andre Drummond in a contract year. Is he gonna? You know, does that make him want to put up stats more? Is that why he's super motivated? And you saw Cleveland was winning games at the beginning, and now all of a sudden it's like, oh. But that's his lane. I mean, realistically, though, that's what his agent people should be telling him of saying, if you want to survive in the league, you're not a three-point shooter, okay? You're not going to have a Willie Cauley-Stein in Instagram videos and all that shooting threes. And so your lane to, like, stay in this league in a, in a primary role is to set picks and roll to the rim and catch lobs and all of that and rebound. He's taking 16 shots a game. Ooh, That goes down to, like, seven with the Mavericks. Holy crap. Yeah. That's just a huge shift for him. And um, we, I just don't, I don't know him enough to be able to say, yeah, he would be all about it. Cause he's never won before and all of that. He might, I don't know. He might be, but no, I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm way more about trading for PJ Tucker than Andre. Drummond. There's also a chance he's Hassan Whiteside too, right? <laughs> yes. The Mavericks liked Whiteside back in the day. Well, Remember got- when we were following the Snapchat of Whiteside? I was like, oh, he's going to meet with the Mavs and Cuban at midnight. I just remember a Snapchat of Hassan Whiteside outside, and he had like this koi pond outside of his ho- outside of his house. And I remember yeah. him with that video, and we just watched it because he said something in that Snapchat video. Yeah, we were watching that. <laughs> Whiteside watch. What, <laughs> what days? Where, where we where come that? from? Now I have Luca and Porzingis and playoff guaranteed playoff team. Crazy. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's our thoughts on the James Harden trade. We have uh, you know, more stuff. We have post-game uh, after the Bucks game tonight, if you're listening to this on Friday. So make sure you hang out with us then, listen to the post-game, and we'll be back after that on Monday. Guys. Just wel- welcome all the national fans, too. If they beat the Bucks, then everybody will be back on the Mavericks bandwagon. Oh, for sure. So I just, just want to give you all a heads up and be ready for everyone. Just welcome them with open arms and say, join set beside me it's okay if people want to jump on board watch for all the national social media accounts to be tweeting out the videos of luca that we've been doing for the last two years that no one else was yeah is luca <laughs> good at defense yeah that yeah he's gonna have some big defensive oh, it's a national game national game bingo card oh, it's friday night card. who which announcer is gonna say lucas this guy get better defensively that's the next stage <laughs> the for next him stage. In his career. Well, it'll be conditioning, and then it'll be defense. It'll be two things. Yeah, that's true. He can be at least a solid. Oh, my gosh. All right, there you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. Champ, 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 champ. What day is it, champ?
game day. Game day. Game day. Game day.